The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our review of the player cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion for the benefit of new players. This is part four of the Mystic Review. We're going to take a look at the Jewel of Aureolus, Shriveling Level 3, Shriveling Level 5, and Ward of Protection Level 5. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Just a quick reminder of how we write cards here on the Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing respectively. Cards that you build around or are good in one particular deck get a Bless token, while cards we believe are destined for the list of taboos or are simply bad for the game get a Curse token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. If you'd like to support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo that I use for the podcast, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to our review of the player cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion for the benefit of new players. This is part four of our look at the Mystic cards in the box. We are going to start off with the Jewel of Aureolus. It is a three-cost asset that has three experience points. It has a wild skill icon, the item and relic trait. As a response, after a skull, cultist, tablet, elder thing, or autofail symbol is revealed during a skill test at your location, Exhaust Jewel of Aureolus, draw one card, or gain two resources, and it takes up an accessory slot. What are your thoughts about uh, the Jewel? I've always really quite liked this card. Mystics need cards and resources, and this is a good way to get both of those things when you need them. You know, it's nice that you can choose whether or not you want the card or the two resources. And like I was saying before we had started recording, gaining two resources is really nice in Mystic, because if you go from upkeep into your following turn, and then you, say, draw a symbol token during Mythos phase, you now have three resources to play your backup spell, which can be a nice line of play. It also is really nice if you're playing in three or four player, because if you're hunkering around all of your buddies, you watch them draw their tokens, and this triggers off that as well. So yeah. You have a lot of chances to be able to, to trigger this. Yeah, the only downside of this, I'd say, is that it's an accessory slot, which is your Holy Rosary slot. That's like the only thing wrong with it. True. Yeah. You could play Relic Hunter, though, which yeah, I... You could, yeah. I think is actually pretty warranted in Mystic. Yeah, that could work, because if you don't draw your Jewel of Aurelis, like that Relic Hunter could let you play two Holy Rosaries, providing, you know, even more you know was even more willpower and even more sanity soak so like in other words you're not like playing you, you don't have to like run the relic hunter spend three xp just to like bank on getting the jewel you know you can actually if you draw both your um if you draw both your rosaries you're still in a pretty good shape yeah and probably worth three xp yeah this card's actually pretty good because like it's like you said nate mystics really don't have a lot of ways to draw cards or, or gain resor extra resources at this point especially the resource game like being able to afford your really expensive higher level spells like uh like we were talking earlier about right of seeking level four like being able to afford that is kind of nice and uh, the jewel helps you do that 
I have been uh, recently playing the Jewel in uh, my Jim uh, deck, and it has uh, performed admirably. Jim, of course, gets an extra skull in the bag, but uh, I found that I was triggering this enough in order to routinely either get a card or the two resources, depending on what I happened to need at the time. I don't think I was playing Holy Rosary in that particular deck, so I wasn't uh, too concerned about conflicts, but... Uh, for many a mystic who is planning on just stacking willpower as high as they can, Holy Rosary is usually their preferred option. And then if you want this, then you have to make a decision whether you want to pay the extra XP to pick up Relic Hunter so you can play both. Relic Hunter is in the box and it was reprinted in the revised core set. So uh, works out well, but uh, yeah. Cards and resources are the foundation of the game, and uh, having a way of getting those, especially in Mystic, is uh, pretty important. How would we rate this one? I'm going to give this a plus one. I think it's pretty good, especially if you get it early in the campaign, and if you get it early in the game. If you draw this early in a game, it's great. And early in a campaign ensures that you're kind of snowballing your games forward. As I've mentioned in multiple reviews in the past, Like Arkham is very much a game about getting set up early and then plowing through a scenario until you run out of gas and duel is a great way of like ensuring that you constantly have a flow of cards and a flow of resources yeah i think i'd also give this a plus one it's not a slam dunk because it's the accessory slot but yeah if you pick up one of these i'm not sure because it's unique you can't exactly relic hunter and play two of these so i don't know if this if it's worth buying both jewels of our um Aurelis. but still mm. as a even as as a one of it's really good like it's totally worth the three xp and uh, as you mentioned earlier nate like I've, I've i've seen this played in four player it's triggering every turn in four player because that's a lot of token pulls and some of them are going to be symbols even if you don't even try to look for symbols you know by say taking a bunch of tests or drawing extra tokens for whatever reason symbols are going to get pulled in a four player game and it'll trigger your jewel and so it's going to pay out every turn. I'd say this is a plus one because it's it just works. I think this is one of the few cards actually that gives you something if you draw an auto fail. There aren't many cards in the game that actually That's true. do that. That's true. Which is unusual. <laughs> I would give this a plus one as well. I don't think I would ever buy more than one copy of this paying 6 XP for two copies seems uh, a bit excessive, but uh you certainly can't go wrong picking up one copy. Again, if your plan is to simply stack willpower as high as possible with a, an investigator like Agnes and then rely on shriveling and right of seeking to do most of the work for you, then you've got a tougher decision to make. And I think the, the fact that this demands an accessory slot might even bump it down a little bit. This isn't the first card that you're going to be upgrading you're probably upgrading Shriveling and Rite of Seeking and, and those sort of staples before you're able to pick up this card. And Dunwich being the campaign that it is, you're not going to have as much XP to work with, so this one might even get pushed down the, the road a little bit further. But certainly, I I mean, the, the difference in your deck between having this and not having this is, is pretty remarkable. Just being able to draw a card and, or gain resources whenever you draw a token. And I was playing in single player where you're not drawing a super number of tokens every turn. I imagine in multiplayer, this is like you said, Matastrophic should be triggering almost every turn if you're with somebody or, you know, in a group because 
while this does give you something for drawing an auto fail, it also triggers off of every test. And we don't have many cards like that either. Usually it's just like, if you draw a token, then you get a benefit. But this one is, doesn't matter who draws the token. So if you're playing three or four player, this one, uh, I think it goes up a little bit. That brings us to Shriveling Level 3. It's a three-cost asset that has a willpower and combat skill icon. Spell trait uses four charges. As an action, spend one charge, fight this attack uses willpower instead of combat. You get plus two willpower and deal plus one damage for this attack if you draw a skull, cultist, tablet, elder, thing, or autofail symbol. If it is revealed during this attack, you take one horror and it takes up an arcane slot. I think this is uh, pretty much a staple of most mystic decks even to this day with the uh, even with the addition of new spell options uh, for combat yeah i've noticed that anytime a weapon has more charges or ammunition than its cost that's pretty good and this definitely fits the bill there yeah the key thing is getting plus two to the attack is kind of important because that puts like agnes at a seven puts jim at a six and then you're in pretty good shape to like beat up just about anything if you're at six or seven, right? Yeah, pretty much. I I yeah. do find that those enemies don't show up in the campaign until scenario four, scenario five. Mm-hmm. So depending on the campaign, you may actually have a scenario or two before you upgrade into these, before you actually need them. You know, I find that like, especially with Agnes, you mm-hmm. you go up to a five with base shriveling and then that's usually enough to kill most of the enemies until you get to something like silas bishop or something like that that really requires some more heavy firepower right and then that's when i'll upgrade into shriveling but you know i mean this card's great plus two pushes you up to killing bosses it deals two damage so you can kill annoying enemies it is also nice that the taking horror doesn't scale up as well whereas we see with many of the other upgrades the the penalty gets much worse but thankfully with shriveling you're just getting all upside for the experience yeah this is obviously pretty uh, pretty nice to have in uh, in agnes obviously taking horror for drawing a special token is never fun unless you're playing agnes and you're able to convert that into an additional damage so you're hitting for three rather than two which is uh, depending on the enemy could be helpful the nice thing is is that with agnes if you do happen to get engaged with two enemies, then you can spread that damage around. So you're dealing your main damage with shriveling, and then if you draw a special token, take a horror, send another damage toward another enemy to get started, which if you get enough of those triggers, then you're saving yourself, uh, possibly saving yourself some shriveling charges down the road. And uh, yeah, three cost. I still play this card to this day, and pretty much every Mystic deck unless I'm going for one of the other uh, attack spells that uh, that are available now. How would we rate this one? I mean, this is a pretty easy Elder Sign, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, is... this card, this card's great. I think I'm going to give this one a, um, a plus one simply because it is not absolutely essential to get to this upgrade. Because you are spending three XP, and all it's actually doing is adding two to your, um, two to your checks, which is still really good. But I don't think it's quite Elder Sign in my book. But still really good. I'm going to give this one an Elder Sign. I play the hell out of this card. And Guardians have their their uh, their upgrades for their weapons. And really at this stage of the game, this is your upgraded weapon in Mystic. And you don't really have 
many other options. I mean, there is Song of the Dead, but as we uh, discussed in our review of that card, it's not as reliable as as something like this. So uh, I don't have a too big of a, a problem handing this one an Elder Sign. Let's talk about the uh, level five version of Shriveling. Same cost, one willpower and two combat skill icon. Spell trait uses four charges. Uh, same uh, action, except you get plus three willpower and deal plus two damage for this attack. And if you draw one of the special tokens, you take two horror and it takes up an arcane slot. Uh, this one I have not upgraded to nearly as often, primarily because taking two horror if you draw a special symbol, that can really start to, uh, to get painful if that triggers too often. Yeah, I find that while the extra damage can be nice in certain campaigns, you often really just don't need it a lot of the time. Like in Mystic, you just you usually end up just evading something or dealing four damage to it, or you have some other means of like dealing random one points of damage, whether you're Agnes and you can just hit things with horror, then having the plus one damage is only useful during four health enemies and mm -hmm. that is nice to an extent but taking two horror is no small feat so unless yeah. you're packing peter sylvester two horror is pretty nasty but if you, but like this is kind of mystic's lightning gun you know you are spending five xp just as much as the lightning gun but you're dealing three damage just like a lightning gun so it's like this is mixed mystic's big spell and when you start hitting campaigns, when you have three um, three health enemies hitting the board a lot, like being able to defeat it in one check is kind of important. Yeah, this one I really like, even though I might not want to buy it every campaign, because I think this one it's like you're you're spending two additional XP over shriveling level three, but you're getting that extra damage, which I think is like kind of it's pretty key. You're getting something big for your XP at this point because you're getting that extra mm. damage, which means you can hit three health enemies and in one shot. And I think that's, I, I really like this card for that reason. Yeah, yeah you're getting four extra damage, essentially. Yeah. Over well, the course even, of the charges. Yeah, and also even more importantly is you're getting, you're being able to do three damage in a single action. So yeah. you're saving actions. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, I think one knock against Shriveling, is specifically in Core and Dunwich, is that Jim wants to draw Skull Tokens. And shriveling level five, you do not want to draw skull tokens. Yeah, it's true. Jim, and he Jim does can, have the trumpet. He does have trumpet, but yes. taking two chunks of horror is still sucks. Yeah, like that you're you're taking two steps forward and one step back. That is true. That being said, there is there's a trick. This is you could use this to get rid of your uh, your arcane initiate. You can do that. That yeah. is true. <laughs> That's how you get rid of your arcane initiate, so that way the doom doesn't, you know, well, bite your party. Speaking of which, I think uh, the ways that the ways that I've usually played this is I'll buy one shriveling three and one shriveling five. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. I, I find that that's a nice like mix of the two. Where if I draw, you know, if I draw the level five, then sure that's great. But if I'm really looking for the level three. And then I have Arcane Initiate to kind of help me find the level 5 one when I need it. Yeah, so when it's go time, you know, like later in the scenario, you've got the level 5 ready to go. Yeah, because you don't necessarily need to have two level 5s on the board ever. 
-hmm. you know but yeah i see what you're saying because then you can have like yeah you don't have to spend all that xp to get and risk all that horror you know just to kind of overkill yeah it totally right. makes sense yeah if i pick this one up i'm usually picking up fearless um, either the level oh. zero version or level two sort of as a insurance against uh, taking that to horror if you're playing agnes certainly uh peter sylvester can help uh, a great deal uh, with soaking that horror uh, obviously with agnes taking one horror is great because you can trigger your ability taking two is not as good because you are getting you're taking a horror and not being able to uh, to trigger her ability off of it i would agree that uh, in gym this is uh it's a little tougher uh, but dim does have quite a bit of sanity and between the trumpet and something like fearless you could probably uh, probably get away with it i think primarily I don't upgrade to this very often in solo simply because I don't have the XP most of the time, but mm -hmm. uh, it's nice to get a copy in there. I think I, I do the same thing, Nate, where I'll pick up, like I'll have, I'll upgrade both of my shrivelings to level three. And then if I can get a level five at some point down the road, great. But uh, upgrading both is usually a, a tough call. How would we rate this one? Well, I was willing to give the level three version an elder sign. I'm going to bump this one down to a plus one. I think oftentimes you just don't need that kind of damage output. And two horror is, it is a lot to ask, mm -hmm. you know, and I always find that I end up triggering that way more often than I need to. <laughs> yeah, but you always trigger it on the tentacles, you know, <laughs> right? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah of right. course. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm also going to give this one a plus one because it's not like an absolute slam dunk. But I'm, I'm very, very glad that this is available to mystics because it means that a mystic can kind of sub in for a guardian in case like that just if you're playing a two player game with, say, a mystic and a seeker. Or if you're playing a three player game with like a guardian, a seeker and a mystic, this lets you be kind of the second guardian. So I, yeah, I'm really glad this is in the game. I think it becomes even better at four player because... If you hit a situation where like there's just too many enemies hitting the board, they're gonna they might have different varying health values, which means having a three damage option, even as like the secondary monster slayer is kind of nice. This card's really good. I wouldn't take it in every single deck, but I, I think it does its job and the three damage option is is really important to have. So I'm also gonna give this a plus one. I would be willing to give this an elder sign if it was take one horror still, but Oh yeah. Taking yeah. two horror, I think, bumps it down. That is a pretty uh, pretty tough cost to swallow sometimes. And I know I have played scenarios where I've been sort of pushing for the end. I'm starting to run low on sanity. I have this. And then you're in a very awkward position if this is your only option because you don't want to kill yourself. And so you draw an enemy. You're like, okay, well, I've got shriveling. I can take out this enemy but i also might take out myself in the process and so it, you can end up in these awkward situations that uh, that i don't think exist so much with the uh with shriveling level three if you're going to invest in this i would seriously take a look at fearless as well just to mitigate that horror uh, somewhat uh, i guess you could also go with clarity of mind if you were so inclined but 
I think fearless is a much better option than wasting your actions on clarity of mind. So this one will get a plus one uh, from me as well. That brings us to the final mystic card in the box. It is Ward of Protection level five. It is a one cost event with a willpower and wild skill icon, spell and spirit trade. It is fast. Play when you draw a non-weakness encounter card. Cancel all of that card's effects and discard it, then take one horror. The biggest difference between this version and the uh, level zero version, of course, being this can cancel anything. So enemies, treacheries, you name it, this thing uh, shuts them down. I think probably the biggest knock against this card, there are actually two, I'd say, is one, it costs five XP, which when you're trying to upgrade cards like Rite of Seeking and Shriveling, it's tough to afford 5 XP for this one. And I think in multiplayer, once your card pool expands, the level 2 version of that is available in Black Star's Rise is generally considered superior in multiplayer because you can cancel treacheries drawn by other players, which is yeah. very, very helpful. What do you guys think about this one? I mean, you yeah, you pretty much summed it up. Like the, This card is really great in a vacuum in your deck like it's amazing being able to cancel enemies is unheard of and it's yeah. really really good when you need that type of effect uh it also stops things like surge as well which the level two version does not it only cancels the revelation effect so that's also a really nice little detail about this card uh the fact that it also has essentially two matching icons is really nice as well i don't know when you'd ever commit this and not play it but yeah you have that option, so that's great. Uh, it costs one. It's got some of the best art in the game. The <laughs> art is amazing. I don't know if I've said that already, but it's amazing. Uh, it's got both tentacles and what I'm guessing is an Elder Sign in the art. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's just peak Cthulhu content right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just a really solid card, other than the fact that it costs 5 XP, is yeah. just, a, I think, just a bit too much. For Dunwich, but in other campaigns it's great, especially once you have uh, Arcane Research in your card pool, then you can upgrade your your water protections for less experience, and that feels yeah. good. Yeah, the only real issue I have with water protection is well, first of all, the level two version exists, and honestly, we can stop at the level two version because the level two version lets you cancel cards that other players draw, which is very nice, and it really helps you do your job as like a it lets you cancel the, the nastiest cards in the encounter deck instead of just the ones you draw. I think my one real issue with, with um, level 5 is that about half the time, that 5 XP is going to go to waste because you're going to cancel something that the level 0 version would have canceled already. And you're not going to get any additional benefit out of it. You're going to hit a treachery like, say, Grasping Hands. And if you cancel Grasping Hands, then you might as well have used the level 0 version. Yeah, I think the other big one is Ancient Evils, right? It's like If you cancel you know. an Ancient Evils, you might as well use use the level zero version. You know what? I think this card would be worth XP, worth 5 XP if it was not called Word of Protection. Mm, I don't know about that. I feel like it being mm -hmm. called Word of Protection actually benefits it simply because oh, of Arcane for the, Research. Because of Arcane Research, yeah. I'm thinking because that means you never... If, if it wasn't called Word of Protection, then you wouldn't have the problem of this could have been the zero XP version and it could have canceled the, uh, 
you know, right. You could you could play well. this and water protection. And right. exactly. Right. So I think that's kind of the main knock. Now, if this was five XP but canceled a card that any player drew, like the level two version in in the Carcosa box does, then I think this would be, <laughs> be really good. Insane. It'd be like Card insanely good. So good, but also pretty appropriate for five XP. I think. Yeah, I, I would agree. I will say this card kind of feels like Monster Slayer in a way. Oh, yeah, that's true. It essentially does the same thing when you think about it. <laughs> With no test. <laughs> With no test? Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And it's Can't fast. And it does it in Mythos phase? Not to just <laughs> kick Monster Slayer while it's down, but, you know, here we are. I got a bit of... I, I, I kind of love comparing cards like these because you you know like the uh, you know the what they actually end up doing. I think it's very a very useful exercise, you know, comparing cards like that, you know, in that that way. I think you guys raise a, a really good point about this card. That being, unless you're canceling an enemy with this, you've wasted your XP. Yeah, and I think if you're playing multiplayer and you have somebody who should be killing monsters anyway i don't think you would need this i could see situations like if you're playing two player and you don't have a dedicated enemy you know somebody who's going to be killing the monsters or maybe it's you who's doing it then something like this like a guaranteed kill is pretty nice but i think if you're playing in multiplayer and somebody's already got a handle on that I think most of the time you're going to end up canceling a treachery. I find the biggest issue with Ward of Protection is, like the level zero version, is just trying to figure out what to cancel. Like what is your priority in a scenario? And it's not always clear when you, uh, unless you've played a scenario a few times to get a sort of a handle on like, okay, what is the, the card that I really can't handle? as a mystic and this you're sort of just adding enemies into the mix and if you're not canceling an enemy then you're kind of like a guy said you're wasting your xp so that's a that is a consideration and there are some scenarios in this game where they're tilted one way or the other you know sometimes you end up with scenarios that have tons of enemies and something like this gets a little better and then you have scenarios where there's more treacheries and so this gets a little bit worse so how would we rate this one i'm gonna give this an elder thing i think it's kind of a trap honestly i think within just core and dunwich it's a trap you'd like the enemies are really minor most of the time in the encounter deck and the enemies you would want to have an insta kill button probably have victory points and you want the victory points you don't want to put them in the discard pile oh, yeah. you want them in the victory display so you want to draw the enemy and spawn it and then kill it. So this card doesn't really work the way you would want it to that the level zero version doesn't already cover. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I agree with the rating, actually. Um, another thing, it still does what it does on the tin. And you may have a deck that like wants to eschew enemy handling altogether, in which case you save all that XP on your shrivelings and you buy Ward of Protection it's, uh, in, instead. But I think in like most cases, you're probably better off spending that XP on upgrading your shrivelings. So that way, when like two or four health enemies do hit the board, you're better able to handle them as they come and handle more than one of them, you know, over the course of a game with your shriveling rather than I, this. I 
Yeah. I think what this card is meant to do is kill conglomeration of spheres. Yeah, you know what? I, I was wondering if we were going to bring this up. The parallel universe again, where enemies were difficult, were more difficult to deal with. You know, because if there were a lot of enemies like that, this card would be really good. Oh yeah, because that's like a six health monstrosity that's hard yeah. to evade. Yeah, that would that would suck up at least three shriveling charges. Yeah, like your entire shriveling basically. Yeah. <laughs> this card has always struck me as kind of in a weird design space because I feel like they had the level zero version, and then. They had this version, and then it's like they took a step back and designed the level 2 version, which is better than this version. And I feel as though, like, if they had designed the level 2 version first, this one would be different. Like, this one would actually maybe include, like, you can cancel an encounter card drawn by anybody. I don't think that would be necessarily, like, crazy out of control. But for 5 XP for a card that you may end up just not using it for the 5 XP, that's pretty harsh. Like, I think much like we said with Monster Slayer, if you buy Monster Slayer, you're actually doing your deck a disservice because you're, you're making your deck worse. And I feel like if you shell out 5 XP for this and then up, end up canceling a treachery anyway... Yeah, you've made your deck worse. You've made your deck worse. <laughs> like, you've just wasted yeah. 5 XP for nothing. Yeah. And, I mean, I think we, like we've talked about, there is that alternate universe Arkham Horror game where enemies are, are awful. And that just really hasn't been the case in this game, even to this day. And so having a card that just eliminates one without having to fight it sort of doesn't really have a place so i think this one does end up in in elder thing territory for for that reason if it if it did something slightly different i'd be willing to rate it higher for the xp but honestly i don't i'm i might have bought this card once for a deck and that would have been once my card pool expanded and i had arcane research to to buy it on the cheap but if I'm playing multiplayer, the level two version from Black Stars Rise is really all you need. And and now that the Path to Carcosa Investigator expansion is out, uh, that is uh, readily accessible to everybody. So unfortunately, I think uh, Ward of Protection 5 uh, spends more time in the box than it does in, in players' decks. That's going to do it for our look at the Mystic cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion. Let us know in the comments down below what you think. Any final thoughts on uh, on the Mystics in Dunwich Legacy? Some uh, obviously we received some very important cards in uh, in Rite of Seeking, but uh, an awful lot of cards that uh, don't really say much play even today. I think at this point in the game's life. They hadn't quite solidified where they wanted Mystic to be. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think the card pool in this set is sort of reflective of that. You know, we have, we've got a great set of spells in Rite of Seeking and Tribbling. And then we, we've also got Clarity of Mind, which we won't talk about. Um, but then we've also got Blood Pact and this kind of like, maybe the Mystics want to add Doom. Maybe they don't. Maybe they want to draw special tokens. Maybe they don't. And it's kind of like they they just hadn't picked a direction. Like, we're sort of, like, Mm -hmm. in this fork, but we haven't made the turn yet. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, I keep 
because as we've done these reviews, I kept thinking like there's a certain card from Path of Carcosa that I, you know, that had to do with the drawing, um, you know, that had to do with drawing uh, special tokens that really should have been this box if that's where they wanted Mystic to go. But I'm guessing they just didn't know yet where they wanted it to go. And so it wasn't in this box. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like Rogue where they're not quite sure where to go with it yet. I think given the fact that Jim is the Mystic Investigator in this box, I kind of wish they had leaned more heavily into Chaos Bag Manipulation and provided a couple more tools in that respect and maybe pushed the whole Doom manipulation angle down the road. I can understand why they included it because uh, Marie was available as a promo card and, and she kind of likes to play around with that. But in hindsight, I think it just ended up sort of leaving Jim lacking the tools he needed. And yeah. we eventually get there with cards like Dark Prophecy and all of McBride and, and investigators like Jacqueline Fine, but I think it would have been better if they provided some of those tools in this set. Maybe, you know, bumped Alyssa in favor of a different ally, maybe moved. Um, I mean, it would have been tough for them to move Blood Pact given that it's part of basically a cycle of, of the five permanents, but like Moonlight Ritual, I don't think needed to be in the set. So I think there was room if they had leaned into that Chaos Bag manipulation. They could have added a few more tools that would have sort of solidified Jim. Now, maybe the other option, the other issue was is that they just weren't entirely sure how far they wanted to push Chaos Bag manipulation at this time, simply because I think that's one of those one of those things that you could, if you go too heavily into it, suddenly you've got players who are abusing those cards and just basically taking the chaos bag out of the game which would not be a good thing either especially for a game that's so young and suddenly players are like well we, we've broken it right we can <laughs> we just play without the chaos bag at this point if we play gym so maybe they maybe that whole angle needed more more time in the oven before they were ready to to sort of debut it I don't think yeah. to this day that Chaos Bag Manipulation is that bad, but I mean, maybe it is. I, I don't really play that style all that often, so. Really not, because it's so random. Uh, so, you know, so that way you, you don't really, even with like a full card pool and you're like leaning into it, you still, even if you fire all your engines, you still don't know whether on any given test you're going to be able to actually like cash in on everything you've built for. Mm -hmm. Um. I think Jim probably needed to be in Carcosa and not in this set. Although he needed to be in this set because of the way the deck building works. So the problem with Jim is that his whole ability is about making skulls good, but they don't include any way for him to like get a skull. Mm. You know, other than just pulling a to a single token from the bag and hoping it's a skull. Like they really like they added ritual candles, which gives you a boost. You know, if you draw like a skull or whatever, you know, they give you hypnotic gaze, you know, which is only really does anything if you draw a special token, but they didn't give you a way to actually summon up a special token, which is yeah. kind of unfortunate. Yeah. I think if they had included Dark Prophecy and all of McBride, we'd yep. be having a totally different conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dark Prophecy like, in particular. Yeah. Just, just having those two cards in this card pool makes Jim... Yeah a totally different investigator yeah 
just knowing that you can uh, you can look look at three tokens and hopefully one of them's a skull. Like that's actually even to this day a pretty solid way of playing jam. Yeah. You know, you, you, yeah, because that skull you like doesn't it doesn't hurt you at all. You know, it helps mm. you. That's gonna do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.